Happy Friday. Happy Friday to everybody. Would you like a cat? I have a cat available. <sighs> Coffee's ready. I'm in my robe. Set up on this show is really easy. Spot. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Friday. It's October 16th, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. I wonder if people new to the show believe me that it's my first cup of coffee. I wonder if anybody thinks that, no, no, he just goes off and wakes up and has like six cups of coffee and then fakes it. I don't. I'm actually wearing a robe. I'm actually, I mean, you can tell there's no shirt under this. I'm not going to show you anything else. Uh, this is actually my first cup of coffee. I have a glass of water when I wake up, but that's it. Get up and... Depending on how efficiently I get up, might do a few things prepping for the day, you know, putting food in a cooler or whatever, but I don't eat anything, I don't drink any coffee, I don't have any fake coffee substitute sort of stuff. It's just, I wait for all of you. And those of you who tune in live, I appreciate you doing that. I was with some friends last night, and somehow the subject of Oh, that's what it was. One of the people there were discussing how she should have a cooking show. And then somehow the conversation turns to this show. And um, one of my friends, she's recently married. And I, I don't know her husband very well. We haven't spent a ton of time together. And watching him try to wrap his mind around First Cup was really funny. You, just, you drink a cup of coffee. Yeah, talk about martial arts stuff. And people watch it? Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Like a surprising number of people end up watching this show. And he's, he's you know, he's in his mid-50s, so, you know, a uh, little less likely to get it, I think, than, than someone who was a little younger. Yet still, wasn't getting it. Probably thinks we make money on this show, which we really don't. Who else does a morning martial arts show? Nobody. We've got the only one. The only one. Well, I hope you had a fantastic Thursday. I, I had a good day. I wouldn't call it a great day. I would call it a good day. All right. I did get through the work I did too. Excuse me. And um, ended up going for a walk. I was done with work about 2.30. And it was 74 degrees here, maybe a little less. It was low to mid-70s, and for mid-October, that is quite unseasonable. So I opened all the windows and went for a four-mile walk. And it was great. It was great to be outside. And I even took my shirt off. So I took all the sun I can, because it's not going to be much longer before I can't do any of that. In fact, maybe that was the last time I was outside with my shirt, my shirt off for the year. I don't know. Frank is wishing me a happy boss's day. Well, thank you, Frank. Apparently, it's, it is boss's day. There's a title I've never, I've never really been comfortable with. Uh, 
don't like being the boss. But somebody's got to be. So I guess that's me. I would much rather recognize everyone else's achievements. I'm kind of old school like that. If everybody on the team does a great job and good things happen, I don't need to take credit for that. Everybody sees what's going on. But I'd ra rather recognize the individual efforts. I just find the people who want to help and help them find something that they want to do and will do well at. Like Frank. Frank does a great job helping with this show. Now today, today's a little bit of a weird day as we head into the weekend. I'm headed to Boston, specifically Cambridge. For those of you who know Eastern Massachusetts, you know that everybody outside of Boston refers to everything pretty much east of Worcester as Boston. I don't actually mean that. I mean Cambridge, which if there's one town, in my opinion, that you can call Boston, it's not Boston, it's Cambridge. I understand it's not proper Boston. Uh, almost went to school in Boston. I toured Harvard, elected not to apply. One of my neighbors was a, uh, was an alum, actually, both of my neighbors, it was a, a married couple, they were alum, and he had taught there. I probably could have gotten in with their recommendation, but I didn't want to go. I did apply to MIT. I did not get in, even with his recommendation, and he was, he was adjunct faculty. So maybe I wouldn't have gotten into Harvard, but that's okay. I went to Clark in Worcester, and I've spent plenty of time in Boston. Boston is Boston's probably my third favorite city. There's just so much personality, so much history. One of my first two, I love Burlington. Burlington's barely a city. It doesn't even, to people outside of Vermont, Burlington's not a city, but it's home, so I love it. Second, Portland, because it kind of was home. Yeah. So I'll be spending the day down there with a client, uh, working on a bunch of things, taking a bunch of meetings, a lot of, a lot of projects, a lot of projects. This is, a, this is a, uh, just about a year old company. And there's a lot going on. And I said, you know, let me come down for a day and we'll chip away at some of this stuff that's harder to do over Zoom. So that's what I'm doing. As soon as I'm done here, the car's all packed. I'm putting on pants and I'm driving away. And I don't know when I'm coming back. I'm assuming I'm coming back today. We'll see. Got to leave this one bunch of food. And then what's going on the rest of the weekend? Um, weather's not going to be as great. There's some outdoor stuff I've got to do. I would like to do. But I probably won't do. So I'll work around the house and Sunday, ooh, Sunday. Sunday, the big thing is preparing for the Lemon Law hearing on Monday with my car. Um, not looking forward to that. It's stressing me a bit. But it is a necessary step to try to get out from under the disaster that is this Mazda 3. You have the opportunity to buy a new Mazda. I would discourage you from doing so. Not only is the car a problem, the technology in this car is worming its way into 
other models, they're showing to be problems. And Mazda doesn't care. I've talked to them. They don't care. There should be a class action lawsuit with what's going on with this car, but I suspect there just aren't enough of them out there for anybody to step up. So that's my weekend. Driving, dealing with car stuff. Hopefully taking a nap. So let's see what you all wrote in. Let's see what questions and comments and feedback and things of that nature I have to respond to. And if you have stuff that you want me to talk about, drop it in the comment section below. I will respond on Monday. Uh, of course, you can't talk about, you can't drop those comments or whatever while, uh, while the show's going. So you gotta wait till it's over. Stacy says, no napping while you were driving. No, of course not. I, you know what? Here, take a detour for a minute. The moment I can get a fully self-driving Tesla and legally take a nap, I will buy one. I will buy one. Because imagine how that could work. I could have packed everything up in the car last night and I could have gotten up at like three, beat all the traffic, sleeping in the car, and done the show from there. Could have rolled right in. What about all those early morning trips to the airport. Not that I've taken one of those in a year, but you know what I mean. Think about all the things that that changes when you can do that. How far can you get in eight hours of driving? You can get really far. I am super pumped for that. And I will, I know it's like 10 grand for the automatic driving stuff on the Tesla, but the moment I can legally sleep in it, I will buy one. So much productivity back. I'm there. I'm there. All right. Today, we have stuff from, I've got jokes from Frank and quotes from Frank. Quotes and jokes. We could rename the Friday episodes that. So yes, today is Boss's day, and uh, looks like looks like Frank's got a bunch of boss-themed jokes. Let's, let's let's knock through those. Kidnapper called my boss after kidnapping his mother-in-law, and said, "If you fail to deliver the money, we will release her." <laughs> my boss told me to have a good day, so I went home. My boss is threatening to fire the employee who has the worst posture. I have a hunch it might be me. Did you hear about the guy who drowned his boss in soda? It was done out of pure Sprite. My boss is mad that I was late to work today. I guess having a flat tire isn't a good excuse when you work from home. My boss said that I, I my boss said that I intimidate my coworkers. I stared at him until he apologized. <laughs> Those are good ones. And the quotes. Today, Friday, October 16th, 2020, is Boss's Day, 
and I'm gonna read it because you wrote it, Frank, but it makes me a little uncomfortable, but thank you. Here's to the best boss I've ever had, my friend and yours, Jeremy Lesniak. Well, thank you, Frank, I appreciate you very much. Um, let, let, me, let me talk about why that makes me uncomfortable before I read this. My experience as an employee was incredibly limited before I became an employer. Growing up, I had most of the work I did was like odd job sort of stuff. I mowed a lot of lawns, stacked wood, uh, landscaping, and I was working directly for the person who owned the property. And I was really lucky. These were, you know, the two main people I did the work for were older grandmother figures in my life. And so it was, you know, they were, they taught me as much as they employed me. You, you stay down. Why are you getting on my lap? Fine. Here's a cat. And so I go off to college and I get, you know, a couple jobs, working at the student center, things like that. And had a job at Blockbuster. And by the time I was 20, let's see, by the time I was 22, I had employees. By the time 23 rolled around, I think I had half a dozen. But I didn't have much to model on. So I, I think I defaulted to the way I was raised, which was, hey, get it done. You know, pretty, pretty cut and dry, and that didn't work. And so I resorted to the other way I was raised, which was raising your voice, letting your temper come out. I know, but when your foot gets stuck in my robe, I have to help you because you're a goober. I spent a lot of time in my 20s not being a good boss. And as I look back, I was, I'm embarrassed of that. Once I hit 30, I got a lot better. The problem was there was so much history of me being a bad boss that it was really hard to change the company culture. And I vowed if I ever had employees again, I would treat people better. I think I'm doing that. I'm focused on the right stuff now, which is, do people have what they need to succeed? The success of the company is not tied to any one person. Maybe me. So when people screw up, because people, we all screw up, right? But when people screw up on the team, we find a way to fix it. We find a way to move forward. Because that's what we got to do. I hope one day I can take a compliment like this um, and, and really feel I deserve it. But I'm not there yet.
A boss creates fear, a leader confidence. A boss fixes blame, a leader corrects mistakes. A boss knows all, a leader asks questions. A boss makes work drudgery, a leader makes it interesting. Russell H. Ewing. I agree. Completely agree. There's a, there are a lot of different managerial models, you know, boss personas. And the one that I, I think makes the least sense is that of the boss who stifles people. Back when I worked at Staples, I was killing it. Customers loved me. I was selling those extended warranties like they were free. Crushing numbers, setting records in the company. Because I knew how to sell them, because I knew where they made sense to sell. For example, early laptops. You crack one of those screens, cost you a fortune. The warranties covered laptop screens back then. Even accidental damage. So, selling those like they were going out of style. But because I was so motivated, my managers hated me. Because I made them look bad. I made the rest of the team look bad. They didn't know how to, how to support me. So they tried to push me out. Unfortunately for them, I couldn't find a better job. So I stuck around. It was miserable. I once had one of my managers literally yell at me in the store in front of customers while I was off the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Pull the string and it will follow wherever you wish. Push it and it will go nowhere at all. Dwight D. Eisenhower. It's a quote about leadership. We do best as people when the people we look up to model the appropriate behavior. I try to model good behavior for the team. I try to be compassionate. I try to be helpful. I try to be friendly. I try to get my work done. I try to make sure that people have what they need to do their work to succeed. And because of the way I've run the team, for the most part, when someone has proven to be a poor fit, they've removed themselves. I haven't had to. Not that I'm not willing to, because I have done it. But most of the time, they're not succeeding. And you know what? The work that we're doing here, if you're not succeeding at it, it's not like I'm... We, we have a, a lot of members of the team. Most of them are unpaid. Most people are volunteering. But that doesn't mean I don't treat it like a job. Doesn't mean I don't expect them to. Just means that they're... There isn't money for what they're doing at this point or what they're doing doesn't bring in money so I can't justify the expense. We're all growing this thing together. But if the work you're doing isn't successful, 
it's not fun. It's, it's hard to hang your hat on that and say, I'm proud of what I'm doing. Stacy says, leadership is not about being the best. It's about bringing out the best in everyone. Oh, she says that's a quote that hangs on her boss's wall. I agree. Learning how to motivate people, how to help, the, help get the best out of them, that's a leader. That is the best sort of boss. And it's something that I'm learning. I don't get the best out of this one, the furball next to me. Treat people as if they were what they ought to be and you help them become what they are capable of being. <clears throat> Johann, Wolf Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Treat people as if they were what they ought to be and you help them become what they are capable of being. If you want someone to be a kind, respectful person, treat them as such. If you want them to be an intelligent, productive member of the team, treat them as such. Micromanagement does not work. Micromanagement works in repetitive labor, maybe. It doesn't work in a creative economy. It doesn't work in a distributed, self-directed sort of role like much of what we're doing here. I don't micromanage anybody. I tell them what is expected of them. They know what they need to do. If they're consistently not hitting a deadline, I ask them why, what do they need to make sure that they can. And if it goes, if it continues on and on, I honestly take a step back and say, is it important that they hit that deadline. Why is that critical? If it really doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. If the world doesn't end, here's a great example. The podcast is supposed to be finished and uploaded and everything ready to go 48 hours before it airs in case there's a problem. It's, it's a buffer. It almost never is. Does that really matter? No. What happens when the podcast goes up late? A couple hours late, a day late. Doesn't really matter. We don't have sponsors to worry about. It just happens. Sometimes it happens. So it's a target. It's a target that we need to hit most of the time. If the Monday show comes out anywhere from Monday to Wednesday, consistently, you're going to start to doubt the other things that we do. But if once in a while, the Monday show comes out Monday at noon, it's not the end of the world. Frank says, on the back end part of the show, I do an okay job. But on the quotes and jokes, I take great pride in. Well, Frank, I think everybody knows you take pride in the, the quotes and the jokes. You do a fantastic job. And the back end stuff, it's not critical. If I had to choose between the two parts of what you do, the quotes and the jokes by far. The other stuff, I appreciate your help with it. For those of you that don't know, Frank is the one that makes sure that, that this show gets put out over the audio feed. Um, he has started um, 
with some of my input, doing some optimization on these shows on YouTube once they go live, hopefully to get more people paying attention. And guess what? It's working. I've seen subscriber count go up. I have seen more people showing up live. I've seen more people watching after the fact. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, Frank, you're doing a great job there. Gabe says, one of the greatest realizations I've had as a martial arts instructor is that my job is to get each student to the black belt version of themselves. Ooh, I like that. That's great. That's a really solid quote. Gabe, I hope you, I think you should write that one down. And we've got one more quote for the day from Herbert Swope. I cannot give you the formula for success, but I can give you the formula for failure, which is try to please everybody. I'm working on this one. My greatest anxiety inducing thing. Uh, the thing that creates the most stress for me is when I think somebody is upset with me or mad at me or disappointed at me. But I'm working on it. Because you can't change the world without upsetting some people. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. We are changing the world via martial arts. And you know what? It's only going to get harder. People are only going to get more upset with some of the things that we do. Because a lot of people are really invested in the status quo. I'm not one of them. Stacy says, leading a cat is like pushing on a rope. Yes. Uh, and Gabe says that quote came from KI. Uh, Karate International. Karate International is a school in Exeter, New Hampshire, run by a friend. Sensei Craig Wareham. Uh, Craig's been on the show. His boss, who he loves dearly. Uh, Sensei John English, who has also been on the show. Uh, we've, had a, we've had a number of people from the Karate International family on the show. It's a great school. They've fared very, very well. If you're out there, if you have a martial arts school and you have no desire to pay attention to anything that we're doing at Whistlekick for your school, follow Karate International, K-I-M-A-C-N-H.com. Pay attention to them. They're doing some great stuff. And uh, somebody you know might be helping them. But they have a solid, solid program. Great people. They're, they're doing great. I'm really proud of them and all that they are accomplishing. And that's it. We're going to wind down here. So, happy Friday. Thank you, everyone. And it's boss's day. So, if you like your boss or think they at all deserve some compliment of some sort, now, today is a great day to do it. If you're the type that buys a card, buy a card. If you're not, don't. If nothing else, maybe as you go through the day, you can observe the way people are leading or following or bossing for your own education. I hope whatever you do this weekend is fantastic and everything that you could dream of it to be. And if it's not, I hope you at least have a smile on your face while you do it. If you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you turn on notifications. If you're watching, please hit that thumbs up button. That helps other people find the show. 
And remember, we do it every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time here on YouTube. Catch it later or catch it in audio in any podcast app you could imagine if you want to support the work that we do. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash whistlekick, or make a purchase at whistlekick.com using the code FIRSTCUP15 for 15% off. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate all of you. Uh, once we close the show, leave me some, some stuff for Monday. Leave me some comments. Leave me some quotes. Leave me some inspiration, some stories, whatever it is. I appreciate it, and I will check it out on Monday. Once again, thanks to Frank. Thanks to Gabe, Frank, and Stacy for your live comments today. I'll see you back here on Monday. Take care, everybody. Peace.